This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. Hey, fellow travelers, I'm Lori Gottlieb. I'm the author of Maybe You Should Talk to Someone, and I write the Dear Therapist column for The Atlantic. And I'm Guy Winch. I wrote Emotional First Aid, and I write the Dear Guy column for TED. And this is Dear Therapists. This week, a teacher talks to us about the challenges of being physically separated from her students. I have students who, when it comes up at the end of the hour, will say, I can't believe this is almost over. This is the time during the week that I don't feel lonely. And that's just heartbreaking. Listen in and maybe learn something about yourself in the process. Dear Therapists is for informational purposes only, does not constitute medical advice, and is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician, mental health professional, or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. By submitting a letter, you are agreeing to let iHeartMedia use it in part or in full, and we may edit it for length and or clarity. Hey, Guy. Hi, Lori. So this week, we got a letter from a teacher, and I'm going to read it to you. Dear Lori and Guy, I am a teacher who is now transitioning to online learning with all of my ninth grade math and science students. Trying to be a good teacher in the midst of this pandemic has taken a toll on me. I love teaching math and science, but I also became a teacher to be a source of emotional support to kids because I recognize that students can't learn well while stressed or distracted. For me to feel like I'm teaching them well, I need to be addressing a wide variety of needs. Teenagers don't often ask for help verbally. Typically, it is through behavior. But now I can't really see changes in their behavior, overhear comments, or pull them aside to check in, but I know they need it. I feel bad about not being able to offer my usual level of support to these kids. And on top of that, I'm trying to take care of myself. My boyfriend and I don't live in the same town, so we spend several hours together online each night watching movies, shows, playing games, or researching future activities. And I find that regular interaction very helpful. Overall, though, I'm feeling very restless and feel a deep yearning for face-to-face interaction. I've been organizing and cleaning, taking baths, talking to friends on the phone or on video calls, sitting outside and going for walks. I also like to plan ahead and have things to look forward to, and not knowing when this will end feels very daunting. I had trips to visit my boyfriend planned, as well as trips to Australia and Indonesia. I'm finding that the stress of not being able to help my students in the same ways I used to, along with the need to care for myself, daunting. My question is, how do I do both well? And this is signed from Allison. I wish I had Allison as my teacher. Yeah. A lot of teachers feel 
like her in that they are not going in to just impart academic knowledge. They really want to connect with their students. That's an important part of their jobs. And I can just imagine how difficult it must be to teach with the remote learning going on. To not be able to have that face-to-face, informal kind of connection with them and check-ins and be able to talk to them must be a real loss for her. I think what people are noticing during these times when they can't go to work, like people in Allison's situation, is that they're noticing what was meaningful to them about what they did every day. A lot of times we complain about work and, you know, oh, I wish I could take the day off. But I think we actually get a lot of nourishment from the little things and the big things. But some little things are talking to our coworkers in the hallways or having lunch with somebody or the chit chat. And sometimes it's about the work itself, like with Allison, where she gets so much out of being the kind of teacher that matters. She loses so much of this sense of purpose that she had when she would go to work every day. Yes, and I think that's a really profound loss at this time. And she's got a bunch of them. I mean, these trips, they these are not small trips, Indonesia and Australia. These are big trips that were probably planned for quite a while. And I think she said that she enjoys that process of of planning as well. You get excited about planning trips and now you have to spend almost exactly the amount of time trying to cancel everything. That is super depressing. When you were talking about losing those vacations, I had two reactions. And the first was the reaction I think a lot of us have, which is about she can always go later. But then there is the other reaction, which is that there's no hierarchy of grief. And we talk about this with our patients all the time. People will come in and they'll be talking about something and they're embarrassed to bring it up. They'll say, yeah, I have this problem, but hey, I know a lot of people have it worse. Right. And that prevents people from looking at their problems. This isn't the pain Olympics. This isn't the grief Olympics. Mm-hmm. So right now, a lot of people feel like if it's not about loss of life, loss of health, or loss of a job or income, we can't really talk about these losses. Like they're missing their book club, the daily things mm-hmm. of life. They're the things that make us feel human on a daily basis. I think that sometimes because we worry that other people will minimize our losses, we tend to do that to ourselves. I know she said, I think they're making me depressed. So that's good. That's good that she can acknowledge that. She's struggling. And I think it's appropriate to struggle given the circumstance. Sometimes people are having bad days and they're wondering whether they're failing at self-care or whether they're not managing when in fact they're managing pretty much as well as you can manage. You're listening to Dear Therapists from iHeartRadio. We'll get Alison on the phone after a quick break. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at lairdsuperfood.com. 
And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy could be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone. Therapy is not just a journey through healing, but a path to becoming your best self, setting strong boundaries, and mastering positive coping skills. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com slash dear therapist today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash dear therapists. I'm Lori Gottlieb. And I'm Guy Winch. And this is Dear Therapists. So we talked about Alison's letter about being disconnected from her students during the pandemic. Let's talk to Alison herself. Hi, Alison. Hi. Hi, Alison. Hello. Thank you so much for coming on our show. We read your letter and we were really impressed by how dedicated you sound as a teacher. And I'd like to hear a little bit more about what are your touch points with students pre-COVID when you're teaching them in person, and what are the touch points you have with them now when you're doing the remote learning? What are the differences? So pre-COVID, I spent uh, about three hours with each of my classes each day. I teach two separate grade nine classes. I teach both of them, their math courses and their science courses, and I consider it pretty significant because it's more time than they spend with their parents face-to-face each day. So I take that pretty seriously. So throughout the day, I can check in on them. I can observe any changes of behavior. Um, I can overhear their conversations. And I'm also seeing how well they're working in class and how focused they can be, which is often an indicator of how well they're doing overall. But now that I have far less contact with them, and from what I've heard from them, they are struggling and they are looking for that connection, but they don't necessarily know how to find it. Can kids set up an individual time to talk with you? They're definitely more than welcome to set up an individual time to talk with me. Uh, But my office hours are scheduled one hour on Tuesday and one on Thursday. But what I'm finding most interesting is that during my office hour, I have a group of kids that I would not have picked out as the ones who would come to my office hour had I been asked to predict. And they don't often actually want to talk about any of the academic things. They'll ask me questions for the first five or 10 minutes, and then they want to show me their room, or they want to show me their pet, or they want to tell me what trouble they got in with their parents. But it's not nearly the same. And I know that they're craving it because I have students who, when it comes up at the end of the hour, will say, I can't believe this is almost over. This is the time during the week that I don't feel lonely. And that's just heartbreaking. They get so much out of connecting with you. It's interesting because your concern in your letter is that you're not able to give them that kind of support that you normally would give them at school. And yet it might not be the way that it normally happens. 
they are saying, you matter so much to me. You make me feel less lonely. Let me show you my dog. Let me show you my room. So I think sometimes we don't realize the impact that we have on other people just because it looks so different right now. Yeah, it's it's true. I just worry about the kids who don't have that self-advocacy tool set. I used to have class meetings with my homeroom and we would go around and thank each other. And oftentimes they would thank me for something that I had said two weeks prior. Mm. You never know what, what little comment that you make that makes a huge difference to them. And oftentimes it was kids that I didn't feel personally that I had that deep of connection with, but you learn that, that they really take what you say pretty seriously and it does matter to them quite a bit. Right. And I think even this act of them wanting to show you their room or their pets, that's such a personal invitation into their lives. It's such a trust thing for a kid to do. So it's very clear they have this really strong connection with you if they're doing that kind of thing. Last week, I offered to show my house to them. Mm. And I had the highest attendance that week. (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Did you clean up? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sure you, you must have prepared. <laughs> so I have a question about what happens during school. You said you might overhear something between classes or you'll notice something. What's an example of something where maybe you overheard a conversation or you just noticed something because you were physically there? I could hear anything from the a couple has broken up or someone's parent lost a job or someone's father's in the hospital or just just really anything. You find out so much about these kids' lives. I often say that the parents would be mortified if they knew how much I knew about their home life. You mentioned travel in your letter. You had a trip to Indonesia, to Australia that you've had to cancel. Can you tell us a little bit about what travel means to you and maybe mention one of the meaningful experiences you've had in travel that that really resonates with you? So uh, last year I had my first really big trip and I actually went with my dad. My mom passed away unexpectedly about two years ago and so he and I planned a really big trip together and so that kind of gave me just a taste for the travel bug in terms of going outside of North America and so this summer I was planning to go to Australia and Indonesia with a friend of mine. We had spent hours and hours planning and I put aside a whole bunch of money for this trip and I was to celebrate my 30th birthday. And so it's been a huge loss for me because I've lost a whole bunch of money and I just have so much time to think about it now that we're in COVID and there's not a ton of structure to my day. I definitely am someone who likes to plan and look forward to things. I still fortunately have had the trips with my boyfriend because we have decided that it's just more important for both of our mental health and for just our overall well-being. And uh, we're just extremely careful. You know, what I'm hearing so much of and what you just said and what we were talking about with your students is the sense of loss. I think that when we think about going to work, right, a lot of times maybe people think, oh, I wish I could sleep in or I wish I didn't have to go every day. But we get so much out of going to work. For you, a lot of it is your connection with your students in addition to what you like about teaching the academic side of things. 
Uh, I imagine you have relationships with your coworkers and you miss seeing them as well. There's the routine of our lives that we're losing. And here with the travel, you mentioned you experienced, first of all, a huge loss a couple of years ago. You lost your mother and your mother now in this time is not here. So I think that that is a big loss to go through something so incredibly difficult and not have your mother here to talk to. Yeah, it is. I think about it quite a bit. There's just a lot of things, whether it's how to follow a certain recipe or how to do something in my house that, that she would normally know. There's a, a significant loss there. And I've really tried to build that up with a variety of people in my life to kind of piece together what I've lost, but it, it will never be the same. Mm. What would you, what do you imagine you would be talking to her about right now? Oh, I'd probably call her multiple times a day and uh, it would just be about a different project or she would often give me creative ideas of what to do with my students. Um, she often knew all of my students by name. And <laughs> she would look forward to uh, the crazy stories of the things they get up to. But really just everything and nothing at the same time. The thing about this pandemic is that sometimes it, it brings up other big losses that we've had. And so I imagine that it's not just not being able to talk to your mom right now, but it might bring up what it was like a couple of years ago when you lost her. And you were talking about your relationship with your dad and how much traveling with him felt so good, how much you get out of planning and anticipating these trips. And now you've had this other trip canceled that was not only just a trip, which is fun in and of itself, but it was a trip to celebrate your 30th birthday. And so there are all these layers of loss in here. There are, there are a lot of layers. My dad actually ended up in the ICU last week in critical condition. And he's home now, but he was there for 10 days and it was a, a bit touch and go. And that certainly spiked a lot of fear in me and a lot of memories of losing my mom. But it was all the more difficult because I just don't have people around me right now. I think that's one of the real hardships that everyone is going through at the moment is that when life events happen, like your dad ends up in the hospital in the ICU, you can't be with anyone and you also probably can't go and really visit him. Were you able to visit? I don't know if you live close enough. Is that something you could do? We actually live on opposite sides of the country. But when he went into the hospital, I uh, certainly had my eye on a, a plane ticket. Um, I had had a similar experience. My mom passed. She was on a cruise. And so I had to really quickly find my way to Florida to be with my dad. So it just kind of seemed like, okay, here we go again. But... At the end of this one, I might not have any parents left. Thankfully, that didn't happen. Um, but I was I was really expecting to have to go home and take care of my brothers and just kind of fix everything up. Yeah, so it's trauma that activates trauma. That sounds like you've really been through a rough, rough couple of weeks. Yeah, which makes teaching and being emotionally present and available for my students even more difficult. I'm wondering, as you're talking about this, who's taking care of you? Yeah, I mean, right now it is it is just me physically here. I'm pretty drained from video chat at this point. It's really just not the same. And uh, it's, it's pretty hard. But I have an incredible group of friends. 
I've collected a lot of really wonderful people in my life. And, uh, and then my boyfriend's pretty amazing too. So he and I spend a number of hours on the phone each night. And that really helps me. Alison, you're turning 30. Yeah. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll keep it secret. We, <laughs> it's just a podcast. <laughs> we're discreet for a living. How did you celebrate? My boyfriend sent me a pretty extravagant gift that took me a while to to like fully work through and basically he sent me a puzzle Uh, I really love puzzles and he uh, bought me a thousand piece puzzle put it together himself and flipped it over and wrote me a secret message on the back and then took it apart and sent it to me but parts of it were missing and so then when he arrived for his trip he brought the, the rest of the puzzle pieces and I got to finish the letter so that was probably the best part of my birthday. That is beautiful and so creative, so creative and, and I bet made you feel so seen because that was such a specific kind of gift, which is the best kind of gift where it, it specifically uh, meant something to you in a way that it would not to anybody else. Yeah. He even sent me the glue so I could glue it together. And then oh, frame wow. it. So yeah. that's thought through. A thousand pieces. That didn't happen in one sitting, for sure. <laughs> and so that's that's an amazing gift. We could see why you miss being with him. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty significant too that he's willing to travel during a pandemic <laughs> to see me. So I'm I'm thankful for that as well. Yeah. So what do you think turning thirty will be like now without these trips? I have a bit of a bucket list and one of the items on my bucket list is to snorkel the Great Barrier Reef. And that was what my immediate family gave me money for to do on that trip to Australia. So that was what I was really looking forward to. So it was kind of a 30th birthday celebration event plus uh, a bucket list item. So in my mind, I, I fully intend to still go to Australia at some point. We want to offer you some suggestions. So the first thing is that we know that it's important for you to be there for your students. And you can still do that, even if you can't catch them in the hallway for a chat. And so what we'd like you to do is to think about maybe sending videos to your kids, like maybe make a video once a week for them with maybe a tip, maybe some humor, maybe some reassurance, whatever you would offer them in person that becomes something fun for them and a way for you to connect with them and and then get them involved. So it's not one way. So it's not just you're putting out a video, but you get their feedback. Like you can put out a question to them, like, how are you coping? Do you have tips for your classmates? And they can post them with the video. Are there any other subjects you'd like me to cover and then have them suggest like what the topic of next week's video will be? And that will also help you to get a window into what maybe is going on in their hearts and minds as well. So there's a real sense of community, a sense of fun, a sense of the students communicating with each other and communicating with you and getting them to participate. 
And maybe that would feel, even though it's not the same as spontaneously running into them at school, it would be a new way of connecting with them that isn't just, and here's your algebra assignment. It's a great idea. And we also think you know them well enough that even if they're not telling you some of the things they're struggling with, you can probably anticipate and address them without naming any students, but just in those general videos that you send and thereby know that you're actually touching them in that way. Yeah, definitely. So, Alison, we have another piece of advice for you. Since you love trips and the planning and the traveling, and since you are planning to have a real celebration of your 30th birthday with your friend in Australia and Indonesia and in snorkeling the Great Barrier Reef, which you won't be able to do, one thought we had is that there might be a way to take some virtual trips with your friends, perhaps, perhaps even with a friend with whom you were going to go to Australia and Indonesia. And one way we were thinking of how you might do that is to choose a destination, one you haven't chosen so far that isn't uh, on your list, and then to plan an evening where you both agree on a recipe and cook together a recipe from the area that you'll be visiting, that you each dress up in whatever the local garb is, and then do a reveal and kind of show each other how you got dressed up, and then take a virtual tour in a local museum or heritage site. A lot of those have virtual tours that you can take. And then even learn a phrase in the local language, or if it's English, a local dialect or accents, pronunciations, whatever makes it fun, and teach it to the other person. But if once a month you have some kind of virtual travel planned, it can keep your travel routine alive and well, even during the pandemic and the shutdowns. What's fun about this is there are some surprises built into it that make it different. So when you are thinking of, I'm going to teach my friend or my boyfriend a phrase in the language of that country, find something that's very personal, just like the puzzle was for your birthday. And it's almost like giving them a gift in another language. The point is to just have some kind of adventure and surprise that's in connection with somebody else on a regular basis so that it does kind of break up the routine and the monotony. And it also gives you that pleasure that you lost of planning and anticipation, which seems really fun for you. Yeah, that sounds like a really fun idea to go to different places and um, would save me a lot of money. That's right. We have one last piece of advice. We feel like we enumerated the losses for you, but we don't know how much you've enumerated your losses to other people. And it's really important to acknowledge what you're going through with the people who care about you, because then it kind of lightens you up. You're not carrying that burden inside and wondering why you're feeling the way you're feeling. And you'll get a lot of support and compassion when you talk to your boyfriend or your friends, your family about what you're actually experiencing. So we just want you to be able to have one conversation with a friend about, hey, you know what, even though I'm doing relatively well, I have some hard days and here are some of the things that I notice that I don't have in my life anymore. And just see what it feels like for someone to mirror back to you. Yeah, I get it. I see you. I hear you. I understand you. So how does that all sound to you? Uh, I, I mean, it sounds good. Sounds um, like there's some structure to be added, which is something that I crave. And 
It all sounds pretty fun. I think my kids would like a video for sure. So I'm sure that they will, will respond pretty positively to that. That's a great idea. Wonderful. All right, Alison, it's been a pleasure speaking with you and we look forward to hearing how things go for you this week. Thank you. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thanks so much for sharing this with us, Alison. You're listening to Dear Therapist from iHeartRadio. We'll be back after a quick break. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. So, Guy, we heard back from Allison. Oh, great. Remember, we only asked her to get back to us about the assignment for her students. The other suggestions were for her to do on her own time. Ready? Let's take a listen. So I decided to make a little video of myself sitting on my couch talking about how bored I am at home and how much I'm missing my students. And uh, I talked about how we are likely in day 6,000 if I have counted correctly. And so they must be just as bored as I am. And I asked them some questions about what they're doing, see if they could provide anyone else some suggestions on how to stay busy and connected during this pandemic. And I also asked them to do something kind for a family member and to reply with how that went, if they're comfortable. And I was posting this on my Google Classroom and I posted it just as a, an option for them. They didn't have to do it. They didn't have to watch my video, but I got the most immediate response than compared to any of the other actual assignments I post. And most of them responded as though they were talking directly to me. 
I called a few students out in my video about specific things that I miss about them. And in future videos, I'm planning to eventually mention each student in my homeroom class and something that I'm missing about them. And it was pretty incredible to see their reaction and to see that they are seeking that connection and that they still, they're missing school despite kids notoriously saying that they don't like school. I think they really do. And I think they are missing it big time right now. It really helped me as well because it helps me to feel connected to them and helps me feel like I was still connecting and doing a good job for them. So it was really great advice. Wow, that was beautiful. She took the suggestions and then used her intuition as a teacher to really know how to reach her students. So I love that part where she called out specific students and that she's going to call out her whole homeroom and talk about what she appreciates about them. But also the piece about where she asked them to do something kind for someone else during this time, because she knows intuitively as a teacher that when we reach out and do something for someone else, it actually boosts our own sense of well-being. Absolutely. And I think when she said at the end that that uh, video got the quickest response from her students, I tend to think that teachers sometimes underestimate the impact they have on their students, underestimate the meaningfulness of the connection they do have with their students and maybe don't quite realize how powerful that connection is. You know, students want to show her their rooms. She's showing them her apartment. I really hope she realizes how significant a role she's playing in their lives and in many lives. Also, it's interesting. We gave her an assignment and to watch a teacher do an assignment. And <laughs> she did it so beautifully because she did it from the heart. And she added her own specific pieces to the assignment and she got something out of it. Her students got something out of it. And I think if we were to grade her on her assignment, not that we <laughs> grade people on what we do here, but she would get an A+. Hey, fellow travelers. If you've used any of our advice from the podcast in your own life, Send us a quick voice memo to Laurie and Guy at iHeartMedia.com and tell us about it. We may include it in a future show. That brings us to the end of our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you're enjoying the show, please take a moment to rate and review it. You can follow us both online. I'm at LaurieGottlieb.com and you can follow me on Twitter at LaurieGottlieb1 or on Instagram at LaurieGottlieb underscore author. And I'm at GuyWinch.com. I'm on Twitter and on Instagram at GuyWinch. If you have a dilemma you'd like to discuss with us, big or small, email us at LaurieAndGuy at iHeartMedia.com. Our executive producer is Christopher Hasiotis. We're produced and edited by Mike Johns. Special thanks to Samuel Benefield and to our podcast fairy godmother, Katie Couric. Next week, a new father worries that his parents' constant criticisms could be as damaging to his child as they were to him. I called my mom and it was a snotty, crying mess and told her, when you say those things, it makes me feel really bad and I've been working really hard to accept myself and love myself and it just really hurts. I'd appreciate it if you didn't. And her response was something along the lines of, 
You think you've got problems. Get over it. Dear Therapist is a production of iHeartRadio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.